0: And that reliable means only one of two things. Either suitable or fit to be relied on, or giving the same result in successive trials. And then when you think about that, the only one who could ever qualify for that definition is Jesus.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. Bobby brings you his own unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith travel through time, back to Bobby's humble beginnings as a valet, parking cars, journey with Bobby through his experiences with various companies and his travels to China. Today, Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sports product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. If you are enjoying the show and want it to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email Bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. As you join Bobby today, you will hear these messages as they were delivered at his church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights. Now it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for On the Bright Side with entrepreneur and business owner Bobby Bollinger.
0: You know, last week, uh, after the morning service, a young boy approached me right down here and he he says, hey mister, where's the joke? I said, excuse me, he said, the only reason I come in here is to hear the joke. And you didn't tell one. So I guess this is for you this morning, but but maybe you should get your priorities in in, in order wherever wherever this boy is. But anyway, this is part of what I want to talk about this morning. This is a true story about what happens when you depend on somebody too much. It's about... Richard Daly, the mayor of Chicago back in the 1950s and 60s. He was known about what great speeches he gave, and little known was that he never wrote any of them. He had a terrific speechwriter, and his speechwriter was so good that the mayor didn't even bother to go over them. He would just walk right up to the audience and start reading them, and people would just marvel at his oratorial skills. One day, a speechwriter goes up to the mayor and says, Mr. Mayor, I think I'm doing you a good job. And I would like a raise. And the mayor, who was then known as the boss of Chicago, very powerful guy, he said, I'm not giving you a raise. In fact, it should be enough for you just to be able to serve a great American hero like me. Well, shortly after that, the mayor had to give a speech. And he was speaking to a a large group of veterans. And the speech started out like this He said, I love veterans and I have a 17-point plan to help veterans. And he turned the page, and it read, You're on your own, you great American hero, you. (laughs) So do you ever think about who you can really depend on? For, For most of us, the word dependable, when we think of it, a few people we know come to mind. And it's people who, from our experience, that, that can be counted on, and, and uh, we just had a good, a good feeling about them. But we all know that these, these same people, good people, people with strength of character, on occasion, they can let us down. They can disappoint us. And it's happened to all of us. In fact, if we're truthful, we know that we have also let people down, and we've disappointed others, probably more than we even want to admit. And the reason I bring this up today is because it's so important for us not to depend on other people for what only God can provide. Too often we hear where people lose their faith because of the hypocrisy they see in other Christians. And it's a cop-out, and maybe they don't fully understand But to know the Christian life is to know that as human beings, we're going to never measure up to Christ's standard on our own power. You see, there's only one who can stand up to the scrutiny of being totally dependable. And did you know that there's only one definition that Webster has for dependable? And that's the word reliable. And that reliable means only one of two things. Either suitable or fit to be relied on, are giving the same result in successive trials. And then when you think about that, the only one who could ever qualify for that definition is Jesus. And for some reason, we like to put some people on a pedestal and treat them like they are beyond all the issues that you and I face every day. Years ago, America's most beloved evangelist, the Reverend Billy Graham, made an appearance on the Johnny Carson Show. And Johnny Carson asked him if he had ever broken any of the Ten Commandments. And he shocked everyone by saying, yes, Johnny, I have all of them. Well, that shook Carson up. And he said, well, what do you mean? And Brother Graham said, the word says, if you've broken one, it's the same as if you've broken them all. You see, as hard as we try, even Billy Graham knows we can't be good enough, are dependable enough to be responsible for someone's, someone else's salvation, even if you lead them to Christ. You're not good enough on your own. You're not good enough for them to depend only on you. You know, it's a good thing to trust people. And it's important to depend on others. And it's really good to be dependable yourself. It's real high on the Lord's list of things that we should be. And you know why? Because he is totally dependable. It's his nature. The Lord says, my love is constant. I do what is just and right. These are the things that please me. So when others disappoint you or let you down, you can't let it bring you down also. Because it just illustrates all the more that there is only one who never disappoints. And there is only one for whom we can always depend.
1: Where would we be without God's forgiveness? Coming up next, learn how important it is to give forgiveness to someone who has hurt you. If you are enjoying the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or a call at 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: Over 900,000 moms per year choose to abort their baby. And 85% of them are single moms. It's hard to choose life when you're feeling alone, but Embrace Grace has a goal to change that. Embrace Grace equips and empowers churches to start support groups around the nation and the world to walk alongside moms with unintended pregnancies. With over 400 support groups in churches around the nation, lives are being saved. Go to EmbraceGrace.com for more information on how you can partner with Embrace Grace to save them both. EmbraceGrace.com
1: And now back to On the Bright Side, as Bobby Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: How many of you are thankful for the saving grace of God that forgave you of your sins? I know I am, and I'm sure that you are. It's an easy question to answer where we would be without God's forgiveness. We would be nowhere. We'd be lost. So I want to talk about forgiveness for just a moment, but not the receiving kind. I want to talk about how important it is to give forgiveness. You see, we've all done wrong. And we've all been wronged. But most of us are better at asking forgiveness for what we've done wrong. Than forgiving those who have wronged us. Many believe that we don't have to consider forgiving until someone who's done us wrong comes up to us and asks for it. But forgiveness should start with us. And it's important for us to move past anger and bitterness in our life. And believe it or not, some of us don't even know how to forgive. And for many of us, it's very difficult to forgive. But, you know, I believe the Word shows us that we have to forgive. That it's not an option not to forgive. I discovered something this week. I I went to the Word to read the Lord's Prayer. And that's the prayer that we say together here each and every Sunday. And what is referred to as the Lord's Prayer is found in two places. Once in the book of Matthew, and then again in Luke. And what was going on is the Lord was teaching the people the right way to pray. And in the Lord's Prayer, we are to pray that God forgive us our sins. And sometimes it says, it translates as trespasses. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those that sin against us. And what I discovered is that in Matthew, at the end of the prayer, the very next verse says this for if you forgive men when they sin against you your heavenly father will also forgive you but it goes on if you do not forgive men their sins your father will not forgive your sins and to be honest with you in the Bible I was reading you can't even tell if the Lord's prayer was meant to end Without including this verse So the Lord himself thought That our need to forgive others Is so important to have a relationship with him That he repeated it And he re-emphasized it When he taught us how to pray So we have to forgive And here are a few things to remember About forgiveness The first thing is Forgiveness is a choice It's not an emotion It's an act of our will It takes faith to forgive because your heart and mind doesn't feel like it. If you're hurt and holding on to anger and resentment towards someone, you're already suffering the consequences of your unforgiveness. And those around you can tell it. When you forgive by faith out of obedience to the Lord, that's when you begin the journey of God supernaturally changing your heart. And the next thing Is that one of the greatest misconceptions about forgiveness Is the belief that forgiving the offender Means you condone the offense When we forgive, we let the person off the hook But we don't condone their wrongful act And in fact, forgiving someone doesn't mean That you necessarily have to reconcile with them Because forgiveness is a very personal matter It's about finding peace over a person and their actions It's about making a choice and letting it go. I love this old saying. It goes like this. It says, There is no revenge so complete as forgiveness. You may have to think about that a second. There is no revenge so complete as forgiveness. And finally, we have to remember that forgiveness is a miracle. We know this because our hope, our salvation, our future is based on what Christ did to forgive us. So when we forgive and we demonstrate a characteristic of Christ that we could never do all by ourselves. You see, forgiveness isn't just writing off a wrong as if it was no big deal. Or if it or like it just didn't matter. Forgiveness says, yes, it was wrong, and yes, it didn't matter, and yes. It did hurt, but I release it in Jesus' name. And that's when the miracle of forgiveness happens. And that's when healing starts to begin in your life. The Word says that Christ comes to heal and restore the brokenhearted. So whatever you have that's holding you back, whatever someone's done to you that you can't get past, it starts with making the choice to forgive it's not hard once you take that first step and you can do it and you need to remember this you'll never forgive anyone as much as God has forgiven you you might ask how can I know for sure that I really forgive someone you'll know the same way you knew when God forgave you you'll be free from the hurt and the pain and the bitterness that your unforgiveness had you bound it. We have to forgive. And I know there is freedom for you today if you're struggling in that area of your life. I love this saying too about forgiveness and I think it's Corey Ten Boom who gets the credit for it. She said this, forgiveness is setting a prisoner free and then realizing the prisoner was you. Are you
1: facing some giants in your life today? If so, stay right where you are to discover the best way to deal with them by putting your faith in God. On the Bright Side is made possible by Nebo Tools. Nebo flashlights are trusted at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Don't move. Bobby will be right back.
0: I depend on my tools and accessories to work hard as I do, like my new Case sprite from Nebo Tools, the flashlight that is always with you. It's a protective case for your iPhone, featuring a high-powered flashlight up to 12 times brighter than a standard smartphone light. The Case sprite is independently powered by an internal rechargeable lithium-ion battery that doesn't drain your phone's battery. It fits iPhone 6, 6S, 6 Plus, and 6 Plus S. The Nebo Case sprite may not change the world, but it might change your world. The Case Bright is perfect for me because, like me, it can handle more than one job at a time.
1: Bobby enjoys reading every email you send and personally responds to most of them. Email him at bobby at onthebrightside.org.
0: But I do want to talk about giants and how to face them. And many of you know what I mean when I say facing the giants because giants are the things in our life That you are convinced you cannot overcome. It's that thing that you find overwhelming and defeating. And you've already programmed yourself to live with the giant by retreating from him. You feel like you're a Volkswagen traveling down a highway with a Mack truck coming at you. All you're looking to do is to get out of the way. I'm talking about things that become giants in our lives like financial problems or broken relationships. Our addictions, our habits, our conditions that you've just accepted into your life, like depression, our anger, our fear. And you know, the longer you feel that way, the bigger the giant becomes. You see, giants are, by nature, intimidating. Their mere presence makes you feel weak. Several years ago, I got on a plane in Tokyo to return to the States, and a giant human being sat down next to me. I recognized him immediately as Hulk Hogan. How many know what I'm talking about when I say Hulk Hogan? I've never seen anybody as big and strong as this guy. Well, uh, it turns out he's a nice man. His real name is Terry, not how you doing, Hulk. Uh, And since I was in the exercise business, I I pulled out a new fancy hand grip that we were working on. Had a digital readout that told you how much pressure you were putting on this thing. And and I handed it to him and I said, uh, would you try this and tell me what you think about it? He said, sure. So he grabbed it and when he squeezed it, it just disintegrated and he crushed it into a million pieces. (laughs) He said, oops. (laughs) You see, giants in whatever form they come, are intimidating forces in our life. But, and I know you won't be surprised to hear this, but God is not intimidated by these giants. And God intends for you to overcome them for the glory of his name and to his purpose. Now try to visualize this scene with me that happened thousands of years ago. God is looking down and surveying the situation. The armies of Israel stood on a battlefield in total fear of an intimidating giant named Goliath. He was the champion of the Philistine nation, nine and a half feet tall. Now, if Goliath was alive today, he probably wouldn't be a soldier. We know he would be playing basketball in the NBA for the Miami Heat. But this was then... And he was ugly and profane, and he's cursing the God of Israel. Now, the Israelites had no answer for this giant. They don't know what to do, but I know what they're thinking. They're thinking, we need to retreat or be killed. And then, a young shepherd boy named David shows up and heard for himself the arrogant giant screaming his challenges on the battlefield. And he knew right then that he would confront this giant and that he would destroy him. And I hope that you will read my favorite Bible story in 1 Samuel Samuel chapter 17. Because if you do, you will find that that's exactly what David did. And the question is, how did he do it? What did David have that he could bring down this mighty giant? Here is the point of my story. The shepherd boy David, who in the word appears to be the ultimate underdog story, slayed the giant, became a champion, became a king. That David, that David, didn't have anything that you or I don't have that can bring down a giant in our life. 1 Samuel 17, verse 45, then David said to the giant, you come against me with a sword and a spear, but I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty, the God of the armies of Israel whom you have defiled. And this day the Lord will deliver you into my hands. I come against you in the name of the Lord Almighty. Almighty. What was the difference with David and the Israelites that day? David didn't step out in fear to face the giant. He stepped out in faith in God. And that's exactly what you and I have to do to kill the giants in our life that's standing in our way and our destiny and what God's purpose is for us. The story of David reveals that we are no match For these giants on our own. But we can challenge our giants in the name of the Lord Almighty. And because of him, they will fall. And it's the same God, the same God who saw David step out in the battlefield in his name. And rewarded him with a great victory. It's the same God who will do the same for you and me today. I don't know if the cowboys can face their giants today. But I know that we can face our giants and overcome them in the name of Jesus. Do you believe that today? I know you do.
1: Thank you for listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. If you enjoyed the show and wanted to continue in your area, please let the team know this. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or Pinterest. Email bobby at onthebrightside.org or call 847-312-8197. That's 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N-E-B-O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America, trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847 312 8197.